Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for joining me on another episode of Bachelor for Life podcast. I'm your host, Alex Cunningham, and I'm coming to you live still from Las Vegas, Nevada. It is currently Thursday still by 4 minutes, 11.56 p.m. Vegas time. Um, I'm going to try my best on this podcast. I, I, I like to get, I like to be consistent. So I said I'd try to get a podcast off each week. Um, so it's kind of late, so bear with me, but I'm going to do my best. So with that being said, oh, well, one thing, t-shirts are in. I think I mentioned that on the last one. So again, if you want a t-shirt, let me know the color. We got red, green, or blue. And then what size, and I can drop off t-shirts, or you can come pick one up, whichever is easiest. So yeah, pretty stoked about the t-shirts. So let's get started. Um, I think what I normally start with is the Rolling Story Norseman football team. It was the home opener for our new complex uh, football field. Uh, everything looked great. I was down there painting the timers box for track meets. So I got firsthand look at all the facilities and everything. Everything looked um, top end notch, you know. The session stand looked nice and big and lots of room for the workers. Um, you know, they put in the handicap ramps, the track looks great, the football field look, looks great. Uh, Kale Doyle, you know, he paints that. He He's the best at it. Uh, so glad he took over for me. Um, you know, I was always very nervous and anal about how straight my lines were and all that stuff. And it's good that, uh, you know, we we got a, uh, a guy that knows what he's doing and does a great job each each time he does it. So uh, football field looked great. Um, unfortunately, this last week, the Norsemen lost to Kemper Catholic 42-7. to Some quick stats from that. Um, oh, so that brought Rolling Story's record to 2-2 two and two overall and then 0-1 oh in district play. Sam Knoll, quarterback for Rolling Story, was 4 for 11 for 41 yards. Jonathan Wilkinson had 10 carries for 72 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Riley Larson had two catches for 20 yards. For the team, we ran the ball 33 times for 121 yards. Defensively, um, it's kind of a common theme here now. Cody Long had 10 tackles, seven were solo. Heston Johnson had nine tackles, six solo. Charlie Watts had eight tackles and three solos. Uh, freshman uh, Fiston Carlson looks like he had another good game. He had seven and a half tackles. Um, someone had told me something about a play where they uh, he rushed the quarterback. And then they either completed the pass and they were running down the sideline and somehow, you know, Fiston, even though he was going after quarterback, he ended up making that tackle. Um, for me, that just shows a player that's, that doesn't give up on the play, gives maximum effort. Um, he's the one who wants to make the play. He's the one who wants to make the tackle and to run him down from where he was. Um, all the credit goes to him. Um, you know that's the effort that uh, that that's the effort we need on the football field. Um, for Kemper Catholic, they were let's see here, 
Their quarterback, Brock Batting, Bating, was 18 for 23 for 189 yards and two touchdowns. Um, their running back, Pierce, had 15 carries for 95 yards and a touchdown. It was kind of a running back by, by committee that had 42 rushes for 235 yards, three total touchdowns. And then receiving-wise was kind of by committee that had 20 catches for 216 yards and two touchdowns. And then they also had a punt return for a touchdown. Um, you know, last couple of weeks we had a kickoff return for a touchdown against us. And then we had a punt return against us. So um, hopefully we can get the special teams uh, taken care of, fixed up, and get that um, taken care of for the next game. So next, so actually tomorrow, it'd be tomorrow, the Norsemen go and travel to at Southeast Valley. Southeast Valley is three and one over overall, three and one overall, and then zero and one in district play. They they lost to Des Moines Christian, uh, their first game in district. Kickoff time is at seven thirty. Some stats for uh, Southeast Valley. Their quarterback Kale Van Sickle, he's uh twenty eight for forty nine for four and seven yards, two touchdowns and four interceptions. So it doesn't seem like he uh, throws the ball too well with the four interceptions, four interceptions and only two touchdowns. So hopefully our secondary can maybe get some turnovers there and and uh, give a spark on the defensive end. And then rushing-wise, uh, Brady Hansen has 53 rushes for 346 yards and nine touchdowns on the season. So, again, it's, uh, you know... It comes down to winning all three phases of the football game, offense, defense, and special teams. Um, definitely a game that the Norseman football team can win. So hopefully they get refocused. Uh, hopefully they got refocused this week in practice and is ready to uh, get the first win of uh, district play when they travel to Southeast Valley. So good luck to the Norsemen and the coaching staff and the players. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they can get the W. All right, so moving on. Let's talk about college football. Um, some teams that looked um, not bad, but just sluggish, I guess would say. You had Georgia playing South Carolina at home. They were, uh, I think they were a 24 point favorite. They ended up winning by 13 or something like that. They, they, they actually trailed South Carolina by 14 to three at half. But you know, a win to win—that's all that matters in the in the eyes of the you know playoff committees. Florida State—they went to Boston College. It looked like they were going to blow them out in the second half, but they had to hold on and barely beat Boston College, thirty-one to twenty-nine. So they didn't look too great. Um, teams that looked good: Penn State went into Illinois, won by seventeen, I believe, covered the spread pretty easily. Washington went in. At Michigan State and just destroyed Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State's dealing with some off-the-field problems with their head coach, Mel Tucker, is being accused of sexual misconduct. Now, according to what I've seen on TV and heard, it sounds like Michigan State's going to fire him with cause. So we'll see how that that turns out. But Michigan State's uh, not going to have a great season this year. Um, let's see. Some teams that looked really bad. Alabama, I mean, they were they were barely hanging on in the fourth quarter against uh, South Florida. 
Um, but they ended up winning, you know, 17 to three, I believe. Tennessee, um, they went into Florida at nighttime, which is always a tough place to play, but, and they looked good and, you know, they got up, I think seven, nothing right away, but then it was just, I mean, Florida just ran the ball right down their throats every single time. Um, I always knew Tennessee could score the ball, but kind of like last year, you know, you got to have defense, especially to win that, to win championships. So, um, K-State Missouri game was a thriller. It came down to a last minute 61 yard field goal that Missouri won by. So that was exciting to watch. Iowa, you know, Iowa won 41 to 10. I think there was like a minute to go and basically Iowa could have just ran the ball. Um, I don't know if this has to do with Brian Ferentz's contract, but he decided to to go and try to score another touchdown on fourth down, and th that's what they did. So it is what it is, but I thought that was kind of a Bush League move. And then obviously, you know, sorry to say, but for all my Iowa State fans, you know, they had a really bad loss against Ohio. They lost 10-7. to Iowa State scoring seven points, that's that's not good. Um, I'm sure most Iowa State fans have heard this already, so it's not new news, but, you know, Matt Campbell got kind of in a confrontation with a fan. Fan said something to the likes of, how's it feel to be on, a, on the hot seat? Matt Campbell heard it, turned around, started going after the fan. He had to be not held back, but, you know, some coaches had to just make sure he didn't do anything that he wasn't supposed to do. So, I mean, obviously things and names aren't going well. I mean, people can say like, you know, they had a bad off season with the sports gambling, but I always had the same issues. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say Matt Campbell's losing the program. I mean, Iowa State has always been a tough place to recruit, get top-notch talent. It looked like Matt Campbell was getting that talent and turning stuff around, but I gotta say the last two and a half years now, that program's kind of gone on a downward spiral. So, you know, they play Okie State at home, which Okie State struggled this week. They lost to like South Alabama at home by like 20 something. It was not good for Okie State. So that game's gonna be toss up. I'm sure both teams are gonna try to look for, uh, you know, being 1-0 in the conference play, so we'll see what happens there, but I wouldn't expect a lot of fireworks during that game. I think it's going to be low scoring. First team to maybe first team to maybe 20 points will win, so uh, we'll see what happens with that game. Uh, let's see. What else do I got here? Oh, I'll go through my uh, I'll go through my top 10 list. So my number, my number 10 team I have is Oregon. They've been scoring points left and right. It's just a matter of fact if matters if their defense can hold up, but they're looking good. Bo Nix has that offense running smoothly. Number nine is Texas. I know Texas beat Alabama, but obviously people can see that Alabama is not the Alabama of years past. Um, Texas has goes on the road to Baylor where – Baylor normally gives Texas a pretty hard time, so we'll see how they handle that. Number eight is USC. Obviously, they have the Heisman Trophy winner in Caleb Williams. But uh, USC, again, 
I don't know if how good their defense can hold up against a really solid team. So that's yet to be seen. Obviously, when we start getting into conference play, we'll know more about these teams. Number seven, Ohio State. Same thing. Ohio State hasn't played anyone this year. Number six, Penn State. They've actually played more decent teams. So I uh, got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Their defense looks really good. I'm not really sold on their quarterback play yet. So that's why they're number six. Number five is number nor number sorry number five is Notre Dame. They've looked really good. They've been tested so far this year. You know they went at NC State and won. Uh, they played Navy the first game, and then last week they uh, last week was a cakewalk. But uh, let's see, they played someone else. I thought Notre Dame or NC State. I can't who can't remember who they played second week, but. Uh, Notre Dame looks good with their uh, quarterback. Um, number four is Georgia. Obviously, everyone still has them number one, but what I saw from them this last week against South Carolina uh, put a couple question marks in my mind. I don't know if they were just going through the motions because they figured they were going to win the game at home. Maybe they were. Maybe they'll come back out and dominate like they would. Number three is Florida State. Florida State's been tested, you know, they they beat um, LSU, just dominated LSU first game of the year. They looked a little sluggish uh, this last week against Boston College, but, you know, you're going to have games like that where you got to grind out a win. So I don't see Florida State. They have a big game this week at Clemson. I like Florida State a lot. I think they're a different team. Um, I, think, I think Clemson's won like six in a row against Florida State or something like that. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, the Seminoles can uh, overturn their their bad luck against Clemson. Number two is Washington. The Washington Huskers, you know, Washington's been just killing teams. They killed Boise State. They killed Michigan State. You know, you got Michael Penix Jr. You know, he started at Indiana, and then now he's at Washington. And he's he's a gunslinger. They have great receivers. Looks like their defenses, uh, you know, they've always had good defenses, and that doesn't seem to not be the case again this year. So I really like Washington as my number two. And then number one, I'm going to go with Michigan. Um, Michigan's got offensive, defensive weapons up and down the board. Um, you know, they haven't had their head coach for the first three games. Now Jim Harbaugh comes back, and I think they're, they'll just get – better and better as the season goes on. So that's my top 10 for college football. You can agree or disagree with me. Um, let's move on to the NFL. All right, so these are teams that are 0-2, but I think they're better than what their record is. So first team I'm gonna talk about is the Vikings. The Vikings are 0-2. You know, they lost a stunner at home against the Buccaneers, but uh, Buccaneers are 2-0, so maybe they're not as Bad as people thought they were. Um, and to be honest, and then the last week, the Vikings lost to the Eagles. You know, they lost by six points. It was kind of like a shootout. But to be honest, if you look at the Vikings, they've been just killing themselves because they've just been turning the ball over way too much. I think they've had seven turnovers in two games. You're not going to win games when you're doing that. So uh, they'll get the turnovers figured out. And Justin Jefferson... Looks like the best receiver in the NFL. I'm glad, you know, my my friend hyped him up so much to where I drafted him in my fantasy league. 
my fantasy league, I'm just dominating right now. Hopefully, all my players stay healthy, but it's a long season, so knock on wood. Um, you know, the Bengals, I, mean, I guess I just saw a report that Joe Burrow might be missing some time, so they might be in trouble, actually. And then the Chargers, you know, sooner or later, the Chargers are going to have to prove people wrong. Um, you know, they, they got, they got a, a good quarterback in Justin Herbert. They got good offensive players, but it just seems like they always kick themselves in the foot somehow late, late in the games. Um, not sure how they do it, but they do it. So that's the O and two teams that I think are better than what the record shows. All right, now teams that are two and O, and you're kind of suspect of them. The Falcons, they're two and O. You know the Falcons beat the Panthers the first week and then beat Green Bay at home last week. Come come from behind win against Green Bay. You just don't know. Yeah, it's too early to tell on the Falcons. Um, they played a really bad team in the Panthers and then a Packers team that had a dominant win in week one against the Bears. But, you know, when you go on the road, it's a different story. So we'll see. I mean, the Falcons have played two home games. So we'll see when they finally go on the road. Um, Buccaneers, again, uh, Baker Mayfield. I think, I think people might forget how good Baker Mayfield was when he was with the Browns. I mean, he had... He had some good seasons there. So, uh, you know, he's a, with a new team. He's got new energy. Uh, Mike Evans is still dominating receiving-wise. Looks like their defense is pretty solid still. So, uh, yeah, um, Buccaneers, uh, they might be for real. But, like I said, it's kind of too early to tell. And then the last team is the Washington Commanders. They were down 21-3 against the Broncos. Came back to win that game. Um, it was a crazy finish. Broncos were down 8. They threw up a Hail Mary. Got tipped around. A Broncos player caught it in the end zone. Uh, that was probably one of the loudest roars I heard at a sports book before in my life. Everybody just went crazy when the guy caught it. So then it came down to the two-point conversion. It looked like there was a pass interference call. But... Um, Ref didn't, ref didn't throw it. So then, uh, so then, yeah, the Commanders ended up winning that game just after they almost blew that game. So those are my 2-0 and o teams that are kind of, we just don't know too much about them yet. Now, 2-0 and o teams are dominant. You got the Dolphins. Dolphins look great. Cowboys look really good. Their defense looks amazing. You got Michael Parsons. Probably should be up for MVP award. 49ers, who just won tonight, they moved to 3-0. They just have way too many weapons. They put up 30-some points against a pretty good Giants defense, I would say. And then that's without Brandon Ayuk. And then you have the Eagles. I mean, they're, they've been a little sluggish, but uh, I think everyone has pretty good stock in the Eagles of winning the Super Bowl. So, so yeah. Um all right, now let's move to teams that are one and one that are probably going to make the playoffs. I mean, you got the Bills, the Chiefs, the Lions, um, and then some of these are like, uh, we still got to wait and see on. You got the Packers, the Titans, the Rams, the Giants. Well, Giants, they lost tonight, so I'll cross them off. But then the Raiders, 
teams that are one and one, and we're still not sure what's going to happen. Um, watch the Raiders game. It's your typical Raiders first drive. They looked good. Jimmy G drove them down, scored a touchdown. Everything looked good. Defense was playing pretty well for the first part. And then it was sort of typical Raiders, penalties, turnovers, missed tackles, um, offense not doing anything. So that was disappointing. Disappointing game was the Lions. I think everybody was on the Lions to win. Seahawks just has the Lions number at Detroit. That's two weeks and two years in a row. I think the Seahawks went into Detroit and won. This one was in overtime. Um one game that was pretty funny was I had the Rams plus plus seven against the 49ers. The Rams were down 10 and they were driving and then they had a long completion down to about the 30 yard line. They hurried up to the line and they spiked the ball with four seconds left. And I'm chanting, kick the field goal, kick the field goal. That way, if he makes it, I push. So I don't lose my bet. It just lowers my odds. Next thing I see, Matthew Stafford's coming out the field. Field goal unit's going on. I'm I'm getting excited now. All he's got to do is make the field goal. He makes the field goal, so I push on that game. And that was important because I ended up winning that parlay later on with the Dolphins ending up winning the game. So that was, that was awesome. You know, people are going to question why he kicked the field goal, but, you know, you always want to give your, your players reps. So, you know, he, he might have told the kicker, like, hey, let's think of this field goal as a game winner, 47-yarder, pressure's on, and see what you can do. So you just never know. Um, unfortunately, this week, I haven't had time to uh, talk to Kyle about our parlays. Um, so I apologize for that. I will give you a live update. So I've been here so far. Let's see. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I've been here eight nights so far in Vegas. Um, I'm doing pretty well. I, everything I, I bought or paid for, I've been using cash. So that's good. Um, I still have a decent amount of my cash left. Um, I will say... Wednesday night when the guys showed up, we, we played some blackjack. Oh, my God. It was not good. Uh, we played before we went to dinner, and the dealer was just drawing the 21 or 20 every single time. So Wednesday evening was not a great night of gambling. It was probably the worst I've had in a long time. But today was a little bit better. Um, I won some in the morning, and then I won some... Uh, just just a couple hours ago. So um, that was big because I won back one of my... I have like different envelopes with cash in it. Um, you know, BioLife and Prairie Meadows job and stuff like that. So I won money back from one of those envelopes, which was good. So yeah, I'm doing pretty well out here. Um, I got three, three more days to go, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sammy P comes out uh, tomorrow, so pretty stoked about that. Um, guys are doing well. Uh, we had a great steak dinner at Bugsy's Admire Steakhouse at the Flamingo. I had enough uh, rewards credits on my player's card to pay for the meal, so that was nice. Um, I'll post a picture of us four at the steakhouse, but 
seems like everyone's having a good time. Everyone's doing good. Um, could, um, you know, we all bet on the 49ers tonight, minus seven first half. So we were cheering pretty hard the first half. So, so that was fun to do as a group. Um, and yeah, uh, not too much plans for Friday, tomorrow. Kind of just a relaxed day. And then Saturday, we're going to watch college football. And Sunday, we're going to watch NFL football. So, uh, pretty short episode this week. Um, uh, I'm on vacation, so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time doing a podcast. But I wanted to get some information out there for you guys. I appreciate you all listening to me. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Bachelor for Life. Facebook, Alex Cunningham. I do have a Facebook page, Bachelor for Life also. Um, feel free to share like, comment, and tell a friend about this podcast. This podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I do appreciate everyone who listens, and hopefully uh, I'll have a lot of information next Wednesday on uh, my podcast when I get back to Iowa. So uh, have a great weekend, everyone, and uh, Iowa forever.